experience the reality of the gospel and receive light, life, and the joy of the Holy Ghost. As you listen to today's message, Danny Doku, a real blessing to you. First Corinthians chapter 15, we are going to read a whole lot of scripture. So take your Bible, take your notebook. Uh, go, the scriptures will be displayed though, but make sure you take some notes and, and, and later you can look at it again. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 15. I read from verse 12. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Paul had issues in his days. Just like we are having issues in our time. Pastor preaches somebody, somebody somewhere bashing the pastor. <laughs> hey, it happened in Paul's days. And it's going to happen till Jesus comes. Hallelujah. So some people were preaching against the resurrection of the dead. That Christ is not risen. Christians who die in Christ, they are dead and there's no resurrection. So Paul is coming to address the issue. And we are going to learn from what Paul writes. Hallelujah. So that you have to know that things have not really changed much in the world. People persecuted people uh, in Bible Day and it's still happening. It's just that now Facebook and all that has given people just more stuff to say. So let's look at it. Verse 12, he said, now if if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, he said, how is it? Paul is amazed. That how is this that some of among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Then verse 13, but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Then Christ is not risen. He said that if a man dies in Christ and he will not be resurrected, and become alive with Christ again, he said that then there is no need for Christ to have resurrected. Then verse 14, and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. The resurrection of Christ is what seals up the whole salvation experience. If Christ died and remained in the grave, our salvation would not have been full. But when he died, he came out from death so that you and I can also come out from death. Hallelujah. So Paul, the apostle, learned apostle of the Lord, is telling us that if Christ did not rise, then our preaching is in vain. Then we should all pack our bags, sit at home, and enjoy. But he said, no. And he said, I'm preaching in faith. And your faith is also in vain. Then the faith you're having in Christ is in vain. Then verse 15, he said, yeah. And we are found false witnesses. Then we are all false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. Whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. So the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is connected to our wing being arisen with Christ again. That if a man dies in Christ, he is not dead. He is sleeping. One day when the trumpet blows, he will rise up. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying that if there is no resurrection of the dead, then this our faith, everything that we are saying that is, 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 is vain. If, verse 15, he said, yeah, and we found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised 
up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. Verse 16. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. 17. And if Christ is not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet, you are still in your sins. He's trying to tell you that if Jesus Christ didn't rise up from the dead, though his blood washed away our sins, we will still have remained in sin because the power to come out of sin comes from the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. If not, what destroyed Adam would destroy us too. Remember, the, 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 the blood of goats was used. That was temporal. But Jesus had to die. He had to be buried. Then he had to rise. And he is risen. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is what is a confusion in many people. Though Jesus is another prophet. That's what the Muslims. He's not another prophet. He is risen. He is the son of God. Can I get a very big amen? amen. Verse 18. Then they also which are fallen asleep. Meaning those who are dead in Christ are perished. That's what Paul is trying to tell us. That if there is no resurrection of the dead, then everybody that dies in Christ is perished. Therefore, then why should we be here? Why should we be praying? Because if you die, you die. If you die, you have not died. Hallelujah. There is more to the death of a Christian. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men the most miserable. If our hope in Christ alone is for just this world, Paul is saying that we are the most miserable people. If my being born again in Christ is to claim cars, claim houses, uh, marry, claim children, build houses and all that, people without Christ are already doing it. So then what is our difference? Our difference is that one day, when this spirit comes out of this body, it will be joined together with the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. So our being born again is not about our hope in this world. Yet he gives us hope in this world. But he said that not only in this world. Because if it is only in this world, he said you are the most person to be miserable. Why people now equate their Christian experience with the material things they have acquired. That they are successful Christians because they prayed and they built a 20-bedroom house. They have cars. They have houses. When they look into their bank account, they look and they're excited that, ah, my Bobra. No, oh, Bobra. The, the real thing is in Christ Jesus. Our hope is not in Christ only for this world. It is for eternity. Amen. Living life intentionally for eternity. How are you going to live your life? I don't want to be a miserable man. That is why Paul was not perturbed. Paul didn't build a house, but it was not perturbed. He was not moved. In Acts chapter 28, the Bible says, Paul later now rented his own house. This is the man that was busy for God. Busy, moving up and down, preaching our Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying that if there's no resurrection, then why will he risk his life and do all that? Verse 20. Then he's trying to say, but now Christ, but now is Christ risen from the dead. 
He's trying to tell you that whatever you guys are saying is wrong. Christ is risen from the dead. And you have to be excited about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the proof of our Christianity. If Jesus died and remained in the grave, he would yet have been like any ordinary uh, religious leader. But thank God, the difference between Jesus and all that religious leaders is that he died and he rose again. He died and he rose again. And this is what gives us joy. Hallelujah. Therefore, if Jesus died and he rose, when I die, I am not finished. When I die, I'm not finished. I am not finished. Glory to Jesus. He said, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Them that are dead, Jesus has become the first fruits. If you have a believer died in Christ, don't worry. One day you shall see him face to face. One day you will see him with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So death is not a pain for the believer. It is not a pain. We are not afraid. Paul said, Paul got to a point in his life. He was asking the people, should I stay or I should go? I'm torn between two. When I'm here, it is for your good. But to die is also gain. If he dies, it's gain. Hallelujah. You gain glory. Can the amen be louder? Verse 21. For since by man came death, a death came to the world through one man. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. For if, verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. That is your hope in Christ. Our real hope in Christ is that one day when your spirit comes out from your body and you open your eyes, the first person you see is the Lord Jesus. That is the hope we have in Christ. Hallelujah. Not just to build skyscrapers and drive nice cars. Those are good, but that is not the hope that we have in Christ. You may not have a million dollars in your account. You may not have whatever, but there is your hope in Christ that one day when you check out from the world, you open your eyes, Jesus will look at you and say, Welcome, my good and faithful servant. And that is the sweetest thing you can hear ever. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Verse 23. But every man in his own order Christ the first fruit. Afterward, that day, that day that are Christ at his coming. Verse 24. Then cometh the end. When shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. Verse 25. For he must reign till he had put all his enemies under his feet. Jesus will rule. He will put all his enemies under his feet. And the Bible says, even death will be the last enemy that will be destroyed. That we shall come to a place where we shall forever live with Jesus. That we shall die no more. No more sickness. No more pain. Oh, I pray that that is our life. Oh my goodness. He is risen. And I like it that he is risen. Then verse 26, like I said, he said, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death is too real in this world. I know people believe they will not die. I don't know the revelation they have. 
That's fine. When we call the scripture and say, we shall live and not die. In a sense, what we are trying to say is that we shall fulfill our days. You may have a higher revelation that you will not die. But Apostle Paul was there when he said that we shall all be here when Jesus comes. He's dead. Paul, he's gone. But maybe you have a powerful revelation. I don't know. But what I know is what I'm telling you. Glory to God. The most important thing is to fulfill your days. Look, what is living and living and living and living and living and living without fulfilling anything? Even when we talk about with long life, it will satisfy us. There is a satisfaction with that long life. The purpose of living long is for you to be able to affect more lives. How long did Jesus live? 33 years. 33 years. Why? He was able to do what God has called him to do. He finished his assignment and he was out of here. There is no reason to be here when you have finished what God has has called you to do. Too much temptation for you to, to stay here. But you are living for the sole purpose of fulfilling God's plan for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is the life of God. So don't just say, we long life. I'm going 120. 120 just staying here and doing nothing. What are you doing? You are alive so you can work for God. You are alive to fulfill God's plan for your life. Not just an empty 120 years. 120 shouldn't be empty. Jesus didn't live 120. Hallelujah. Paul didn't live up to that. But these are guys who fulfill. This is a guy who said, I have finished my race. Hey, I pray that you'll be able to finish your race. The last enemy that will be conquered is death. It means that death is still an enemy. But it will be the last enemy that will be conquered. Hallelujah. Because why? Even when your physical body dies as a Christian, you are not dead. You are still alive in Christ. Glory to God. So don't be afraid. And I'm scared. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. If you do that, you'll die before your time. With long life. He will satisfy me. Why? I have an assignment to finish. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I declare you will not die before your time. You must raise your children. That is why you will not die before your time. You must finish what God has said. That's why you not die before your time. Your family needs you. That's why you not die before your time. Their community needs you. Your church needs you. Your neighbor needs you. That's why you not die before your time. Glory to God. Not just to live and live and live and live. Ah, thank you. I'm excited about the scriptures. Verse 27. For he had put all things under his feet. But when he said all things are put under, under him, it is manifest that he is expected which did put all things under him. 28. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the son also himself also be subject unto him that put all things under him that God may be all in all. He's talking about the end of everything. The end of everything, when God has gathered all his saints and everything has been put under him, after we have entered the millennial kingdom, Jesus will hand over everything back to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we shall forever be with Jesus. This is our belief. Somebody said, have you gone to heaven before? No. Have you seen in, uh, heaven before? No, I don't need to see. The scriptures are true and i believe it do you believe the scripture 
This what kind of man are you going to be? You are going to live an excited life. Because Jesus is risen. Don't carry people's burden on your head. Live an excited life because Jesus has died and resurrected for you. Hallelujah. Verse 29. Else, what shall we do which are baptized for the dead? He says some people baptize the dead. If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? Verse 30. And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? Paul said we stand in jeopardy every hour. Do you know the things Apostle Paul went through? Somebody says that if I was in Apostle Paul's church, I'll be good. No. There were people who worked with Apostle Paul and got offended. Demas was there. Alessander the Coppersmith was there. And he's the one that Paul says that Alessander the Coppersmith did me much evil. Demas has left me for this present evil world. He's going back to enjoy worldly pleasure. So the fact that you may have a great mentor, Jesus can, look at Judas, work with Jesus. It doesn't mean anything. It is the state of your heart. Hallelujah. In Paul's churches, there were still offense. Paul's churches, Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul preached later. People came to preach another message against Apostle Paul. But Paul said that, hey, some preach for their belly's sake. Some preach for Christ's sake. But in all, I will not even accuse them. In all, Christ is preached. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it doesn't matter where you are. If your heart is not right, you will still get into trouble. And he said, Paul said, why we stand in jeopardy every time? Do you think Paul will allow himself to be beaten? Paul will go through shipwreck many times just to send the gospel. He lived a hazardous life. Put his life in, in, in jeopardy so that somebody somewhere can receive the gospel. He went to Lystra and Iconium, stoned, rose up again and went back to preach. This is the man you are going to be in heaven with. Hallelujah. You have ushered for one hour and you are complaining. One hour. <laughs> oh my God. He said, why? If the dead is not risen, why are we standing in jeopardy every hour? Why are people bastardizing and pushing us, doing this to us? But yet, Paul knows that because there is a resurrection of the dead, one day we shall be with Jesus. So because one day you shall be with Jesus, forget what everybody say. Focus on your salvation. Look, this time around, eh, focus on your salvation. If they were saying that Jesus is coming soon, now they I don't know, it's sooner, 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 sooner. So what are you going to do? By the time you are poking yourself in people's affairs, leave that one. Remove the log from your eyes so you can focus on your salvation. Because the day you stand with God, God will not call you and your family together. God will not call the fam- Macarius Avenue and say, everybody that was in my camp, the Bible says you shall stand before the Lord all by yourself. You may not even know where your wife is. You may not even know where your daughter or your son is. Because that one, everybody for himself, God for us all. Remember that one. And live your life. Verse 31. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. He put his body in subjection every day. Look at what is good. 
Verse 32. If the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, when he went to Ephesus, they were worshipping the God called Diana. And Paul went there and he preached the gospel. And people came and brought their idols. That is in that city, the Bible says, and in the city of Ephesus, so mightily grew the word of God. Do you know what it would take to take a whole city into, into siege by the gospel, by one man? They will come after him. So Paul said that in the manner of man, this is not spiritual warfare. In the manner of men, we fought with men as, as, as uh, in the manner of men, I have fought with beasts. They are unreasonable men. They are beasts who want to jeopardize people who preach the gospel. They are beasts. He said, after the manner of man, I fought with such people. This is a physical one. If there is nothing at stake, if there is no reward in Christ, if we die, then that is it. Where will I be jeopardizing my life and be fighting with men in Ephesus? But there is something at stake. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why would a young man leave everything and go and work for Jesus Christ? Is he a fool? No, there is something at stake. You know, sometimes when we, we finish school, we want to preach. Everybody's like, you got to do something. You young people, you have everything. No, 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 no. There is something at stake. If the best thing was to be a doctor, Jesus would have been a doctor. If the best thing was to be a financial analyst, Jesus would have been a financial analyst. But the best thing that Jesus came to do was to preach the gospel. Therefore, it means that whether you're a financial analyst, you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, the end result is that you are preaching the gospel and bringing many to people to the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus. Then he said, what advantage it me if the dead rise not? Let us eat, drink, for tomorrow we die. If there is nothing, then let us eat. Let us clap. Let us enjoy. Let us be with our families and enjoy party after party. Then when we finish, we die because when a man dies he's dead bro when you die you are not dead when people die and they say they should rest in peace who told you that when you die you are resting when a man dies his spirit leaves him it depends where his spirit is going but you see for we that we are in Christ our spirit will go and be with the Lord Amen. waiting that's why he calls it the spirit of just men made perfect we are waiting why? For the redemption of our bodies. Because our bodies will be redeemed. And that is what uh, Ezekiel talked about when he entered into the valley of the dry bones. And God said, prophesy to these bones. Can these bones live? Bones that have been dead for years. People that have died for years. Their bones were scattered all over. And he prophesied to the bone. And each bone went to where it's supposed to be. That is a miracle. Now, the miracle that will ever happen in this world is that people that have died 6,000 years, 2,000 years ago, the day the trumpet sounds, they will come out from the earth. How is that possible? It is the power of God. If Jesus rose from the, from the dead, so shall it be. Can the amen be louder? Therefore, cheer up. What you are doing in God is not in vain. Hallelujah. Your giving is not in vain. Your ushering is not in vain. Your cause you're making is not in vain. Your prayer is not in vain. One day there is a reward for it. For if in this life we only have hope, we are the most to be miserable. 
I don't envy sinners. I don't envy people. They are building this, they are building that. No. You should be covetous of people that are growing in Christ. How is this person doing it? How is this person living for God? Those are the things you should yearn for. Can the amen be louder? Amen. You want to drive a Lexus. You want to drive. God can give you all that in one day. If God wants to bless you, you can you run away from the blessing. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Verse 33. Be not deceived. All evil communications corrupt good manners. All evil communications. Evil communication. You have to be careful. You have to do this. And for church, it's evil communication. It's, it will corrupt your good manners. There is a good manner. This is not, uh, the good manners he's talking about is not table manners or dressing manners. There is a manner you ought to live in Christ. There are things that you have been taught. Why? Live by faith. Live by faith, not by sight. It is a good manner. You got to go to church. Good manners. A good-mannered Christian goes to church on Sunday. Even if the church is closed, dress up on Sunday morning and listen to the message. It is a good manner. But evil communication will corrupt that good manners and tell it's not all about church. It's not all about this. You see, you know, you can do this. If there is an evil communication, it will destroy your good manners in Christ. You that can wake up at dawn and pray. See, it's not about prayer. It's not about prayer. Very soon, you are losing your good manner in Christ of prayer. You that will wake up, pray, do your quiet time, do whatever, you are losing your good manners. I pray that you will keep your good manners in Christ. And you will shun all evil communication that will try to corrupt the good manners. You are teaching your children Sunday school stuff at home. See, it's not about this. No, but that. Let them watch cartoon. They have watched cartoon. Win, 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 win. You are destroying good manners. Are you here with me? Am I helping somebody here? Lift up your hand and thank the Lord. Father, thank you. Barunde Breshanda Baba. Oh my God. In Jesus' mighty name. Let me continue. We are good, right? Do you, don't you love the word of God? Look, this shows you that if you can study the Bible for yourself, you will see all these things in the Bible. You will not be moved by what somebody is doing because everything that happens in this world is in the Bible. It's in the Bible. You see, he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Look at it. It's there. 34. Then he say, awake to the righteous and sin not. Wake up from your slumber. Wake up from your sin. Wake up. He says, shake up the dust. That's why I said, shake up the dust from you. Wake up, oh ye righteous. And say not, for some have not the knowledge of God. He said, I speak this time to your shame. Say, some don't have the knowledge of God. They try to do something. And anything they are trying to say, they have somebody in their mind. Why? They have not the knowledge of God. That is what Paul is saying. He said, I speak to, to your shame shame on that then verse 35 but some man will say how are the dead raised up and what and what and with what body do they come this is the person who is asking the right question how are the dead raised up and with what body then Paul said thou fool Paul didn't have patience again he said thou fool <laughs> that which thou so yet is not quicken except it dies he said that when you take corn corn cannot become alive again and produce many other corn except it goes to the earth and dies then he said 
37. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that, that body. That shall be. What you are sowing, that is not what it will come out. If you sow one grain of corn, it's not one grain of corn that you get. When you sow one grain of corn, you see only corn. You see a plant coming out leaves and all that coming out look at it he said that which thou sowest that body that shall be but bear grain he said bed grain it may chance of wheat or of some other grain but God giveth it a body as it has pleased him and to every seed his own body all flesh is not the same but there is one kind flesh of man flesh of man is different from the flesh of fish another flesh of beasts another flesh of fishes another flesh of birds then he said even when it comes to the celestial world there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another then he goes on there is one glory of the sun and there is one another glory of the moon another glory of the stars for one star differed from another star in glory it means that look when our bodies are sown and we resurrect from the dead we will not have may all have the same glory the glories will differ hallelujah look at it then he says so also is the resurrection of the dead so also is the resurrection of it it is sown in corruption it is raised in corruption hallelujah it is sown in corruption it is raised an incorruptible seed one day you shall live and not die again you shall live and not die again so whilst you are in Christ you are pressing in toward the mark of the high calling because one day you are going to be with Jesus forever and you are not going to die again that should be your focus it is sown in dishonor. Oh my God. This flesh that people are polishing every day to be sown in dishonor. When people die, when you see the way they look, you say, oh, who is man that you are so mindful of? Who is man? <laughs> it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, weak, frail. Somebody may die sick, but you rise up. No more sick again. Raised in power. It is sown a natural body. But it is raised a spiritual body. And this is where the revelation is. Jesus is carrying a spiritual body. That has hands, ears, eyes, mouth. You can see the personified body of Jesus. You can see it. But God the Father, the Bible says, He draws an inapproachable light. You cannot see His form. But Jesus, who is the express image of the Father, when you see Him, He has a form. And that form is what we are going to be. Amen. We shall carry a spiritual body. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Should be excited with this one. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made in a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Hallelujah. How be it, there was not first which is spiritual, but which is natural. And afterward is the spiritual. The natural one comes, then the spiritual one comes. The first man is of the earth, earthy. And the second man is the Lord from heaven. 
as it is earthy, such are they also that are earthy. As it is heavenly, such are they that are also heavenly. We are heavenly ones. Hey, we are heavenly ones. Verse 50. Now I say, brethren, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. This body cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So it might be changed into a spiritual body so you can inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That is why Paul, Paul understands this thing so well. That is why he said that, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your fight is not with another guy. Your fight, there are spirits behind everything that people do. Before somebody will become envious and jealous, a spirit has taken over him. It has taken over him. That is our fight. Hallelujah. Verse 51. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. <laughs> I show you a mystery. We shall all not sleep. Paul said that we shall all not die. Some will die and be waiting for the Lord. Some will be alive in the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be so bothered about tribulation, antichrist, that, that. Don't be so bothered. Just get yourself ready. No matter what, be, be even over ready. Okay. So that no matter what happens, whether rapture, antichrist, tribulation, no matter what happens, you are ready to go. Ah, have I helped you there? Yeah. You are ready to go. Behold, I show you a message. We shall all not sleep, but we shall be changed. Hey, this body that fever can attack, this body that sometimes go through distress, be pain in your heart, things like this world is just full of troubles and uncertainties. You are planning your future, then coronavirus come to shut it. Uncertainties. But one day we shall be changed. Oh, we shall be changed. Then verse 52, this was it. He said, in a moment, it is not long. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, just like the way your eye will blink in a split seconds, at the last trump, there will be one last trumpet. One day I was sitting down, I was like, what if we will not come back to church again? What if? What if the whole world conspires against Christianity and this lockdown, they enforce it and say churches should not return? What if? What if this is just a setter, a setter for the rapture? What if? These are the questions we have. What if by the time you are locked down and you are in your room, one day you wake up, everybody is gone? He said, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. And that's what we are waiting for. You shouldn't be worried about how the Antichrist is going to rise, what he's going to do. He's going to put uh, scissors on people's head. He's going to put microchip. He's going to. That should be your problem. Your problem is that I'm ready for the trumpet. Are you ready for the trumpet? All you are ready, you are building your Christian life, living a holy life, trying to do what God has called you to do, living a sacrificial life. All you are waiting is that today, Pampana, you are gone. Are you sure you are here? Glory to God. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised. Those who have died in Christ shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put in on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Death is swallowed up in victory. That is why God is not bothered when a Christian dies. No. 
If you have, you lose a family member, it's not a problem. As long as he's born again, one day you'll see him. But if the person is not born again, you are not going to see him again. You are not going to see him again. That is why we preach the gospel. I believe that after everything, when coronavirus has gone down, there's going to be a great revival in the earth. And there's going to be an awakening. Will you join those who are going to be adding to preach the gospel and win souls for Christ? Or you just be in your heart being complacent about everything? God is not looking for our comfort. He's looking for his purpose and his will to be done in our lives. Glory to God. Verse 55. Oh, death. Oh, death. The greatest fear in the world is the fear of death. So if you don't fear death, you don't fear anything. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave. Oh, grave. Grave that I've helped people will be broken. Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us that victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to live 120 just to live long, but more time so that I can learn from my mistakes, so that I can still affect more people in the world. Glory to God. If not, after we finish, we are out of this place. Because it is better to be with the Lord than to be here. Yeah, it's better to be with the Lord than to be here. Glory to Jesus. But Jesus is risen. And because he's alive, you can face tomorrow. Amen. You can face every circumstance. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Then he ends up by telling us, giving us an admonition. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. He said, because of this, enjoy. Enjoy. No matter what, enjoy. Enjoy. Don't stop working for God. Because of small hunger. Don't stop working for God. Don't stop working for God because you stay in church just for after two hours. Don't stop working for God. Paul preached all night many times. Eutychus died. Raise him and continue preaching. Paul, because that is what matters. One thing is needful. That's what Jesus told uh, uh, Mary. One thing is needful. And all is about being steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Praise God. We have formed kindred groups and groups. Be active in your group. Because this is the time. Be active. It's time for prayer. Pray with your group leaders. If it's time for whatever they are, just do it. Because this is the time that we have. Like you see, we were coming to church. Some people complain about coming to church. Till now there is no church. And they wish we would come. What if it's extended to uh, next year? <laughs> What are you going to do? All the time you had to come to church, you never came. That is how it is going to be. One day, the last church service will be done. One day, nobody will share any Bible scripture with you again. Everything would have been gone. What would you do with your life? Glory to God. I pray, like I said, teach us to number of our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Number your days. And let me give you an admonition. In the coming years, especially for the 10, uh, next decade, now to 2030, uh, there's going to be a lot of chaos in the world. A lot of chaos. If you have not built your faith, you will stand. Your logic will not work because you are not that wise. 
Stay in the word of God. Don't live an extravagant lifestyle. Live a simple and a quiet life. Live the iceberg principle. Let your tip show. But you know that there is something massive underneath. Hallelujah. Build up reserve. Financial reserve. Live and enjoy what God has given you. Hope you are blessed by today's message. To correspond with Reverend Danny Doku and receive more of such anointed teachings, you can visit dannydoku.com or download the Danny Doku Digital Pool on Google Play Store or App Store for your iOS devices. You can look us up on any of our social media handles, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or contact us on 055-820-2278. 055-820-2278. Thank you.